This is Village Vice. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is the one and only Brad Law. And today's Wednesday, so that means it's a little stat time action. We're also going to recap Auburn versus Baylor. Tough loss in the season opener, but also hard not to feel good and excited mm -hmm. about this team. We're going to start stat time off talking about the transfer portal, specifically the transfer wide receivers, Brad. Okay. I when love that time, and, and I'm very curious as to where we're going here. Yes. When you look at the four transfer wide receivers that Auburn brought in, Shane Hooks, Caleb Burton, Jair Shorter, and Nick Mardner, have not lived up to what we thought they could be, right? And remember, the storyline was Auburn revamped this receiver room with experience and talent and size, and that's not really, like, who's stepping up, right? So... When you look at it, when you add up these four guys, Hooks, 22 targets, Burton, nine, shorter, four targets. Martin's been thrown to three times, 38 targets, right? In this revamped receiver room, they've gotten 38 of the targets. That's resulted in just 15 catches, Brad. Just 15 catches for 198 yards. That's just over five yards per attempt. That is not good. That is not good. So in your mind, when you look at this, did Auburn whiff on these guys? Mm -hmm. Was it just bad luck? Was it a bad fit? Was it guys getting hurt in inopportune times? What's what's the issue with this? I think that's a fair question. I think you have to start with what did you need out of the group or what did you need out of them individually? Because I think what you needed individually, like I, I think if you look at it individually, you can maybe take Kayla Burton and set him aside. I think you looked at Jair Shorter, Shane Hooks, and Nick Mardner as big-bodied guys who can win 50-50 balls, help you convert on third down this year right. to be an immediate improvement this year. And anything that you got beyond this year, what was even possible, is fine, but you needed help in 2023. I think with Caleb, it's different. Whatever you got from him this year is fine, but he was also always going to be a piece because he's so young that you could build him into the offense and, and he have a greater role in the future. Mm -hmm. Still, less than two catches a game for the group. Less than about 20 yards a game, or a little more than 20, I guess, as a, as a group. Mm -hmm. not at all what you envision. Now, you can make the case. Shane Hooks has, again, you can twist the numbers however you want and say among pure wide receivers, Shane Hooks is tied for the team lead in touchdowns. That's that's two. He has two. Right. And Rivaldo has three. So Shane Hooks and Jay Fair have two apiece. Jeremiah Cobb also has two, oh, by the way. And they've come in the last two weeks on the only two plays. He's been. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a fair question. Did you get out of these guys what you needed to or what you've wanted to get out of them when you signed them? And I think to this point, I think you have to say at least for, certainly for Shorter and Mardner, uh, it's no. Right. And, and Hooks is way below what we thought, what we thought he would do. I don't, I don't know what the coaches set for him at the beginning of the year, what they sold the vision to him to be. But yeah, especially those two guys are, are way under what we expected this year. Yeah, it seemed like Hooks was going to be the dude. And I mean, this yeah. is a situation where 
Auburn was making a lot of social media content about his one-handed catches and scrimmages and generating all this buzz around hooks. And he's third on the team in targets. And he's catching the ball 40% of the time when it's thrown his way. Yeah. That's not good. That means 60% of the time it's a dead play, which is bad, which is really, really bad. And so like at least when you throw it to to Shorter or Mardner, that like it's not it's not just like stalling out drives. So I'm really disappointed with with these transfer receivers. Um, I also hate it for them because this this is kind of their last year of eligibility. And so, you know, you know, they hate it way more than, yeah. than we do, but I'm just shocked by all of it. And, and I like how you kind of scooted Caleb Burton to the side, because I think Caleb Burton has been a pleasant surprise. The fact that he's on the field already is mm-hmm. actually probably a good thing for his future. And you love it because he can't really leave again. He's got, yeah. a, he's so young. He's already used his free transfer. It's going to be a minute until he graduates. Unless, so he would have to sit out if he wanted to transfer again. So, Caleb Burton's going to be a part of this offense moving forward. The thing about the receiver position, it is the most uh, competition-driven position on the field uh, because they're just, you know, there's one football and there's so many plays in a game. And it's not defense where who gets to be in on the play is dictated a little bit by what side of the field or alignment of this side or the other. You're going to get the opportunity to make plays based on your work in practice and based on how you perform in the game. So I felt really bad for Amari Kelly when he dropped that touchdown pass Saturday. And he was devastated, man. He was totally devastated. He knew it was a chance for him, not just to score points for the team in that moment, but to earn more opportunities. If, If one guy isn't making the play, then another guy gets an opportunity to make the play. And sure, social media teams should have absolutely put out content on Shane Hook's one-handed catch in the scrimmage. It was a sensational catch. That was great. But if in the game, I thought the second stat, the number of targets is directly related to the number of times you catch the ball when you are targeted. And if you're not winning the 50-50 balls, if you're not making the plays, the number of targets you get are going to go down. You're going to go to somebody else. I think we all expected Rivaldo Fairweather to be high on the list of of targets. Um, We kind of probably thought it might be Hooks and Fairweather jockeying for the position of who would be targeted the most. Jay Fair had an excellent fall camp. We heard that from the beginning. So based on that, it's not a surprise that he is high up there on that list. And um, the, the bottom line is you have to catch the ball or else your targets are going to go way down because there are just too many guys battling at the wide receiver spot to continue to target somebody who's not making the catch when it's a catchable ball. Yeah, really interested to see what this room looks like a year from now. I oh. imagine it'll be a lot younger, yeah. but I still think they'll go to the portal again and get guys that are veterans too to to pair with yeah. Perry Thompson and, and Simmons and Bryce Kane. So we'll see. And we'll any see. others who may flip or come on board. I mean, I, I think they're looking to completely, they were looking to totally revamp the room in this past off season. Yeah. And I think it's the same, uh, same deal. Like th- this furniture moves out of the room. Let's bring in some new furniture and see if this will hold up. Yeah. But some of the furniture that you know is coming in is furniture you want to keep for a long time and maybe even pass down to your children because Correct. I think it's going to be that nice. Right. That's right. Uh, All right, Jarquez Hunter, he has 636 rushing yards on the season. Can he get to that milestone number of 1,000? So he would need 121 yards a game to hit 1,000. Or 
by uh, bowl game, if Auburn goes to the bowl game, which I think you and I both think that they will, yeah. uh, 91 if he plays in the bowl game. Does he do that? Does he get to that number? Yes, I, I think yes, easily, because I think Auburn's going to ride him. Yeah, easily. I think he's going to – in fact, I think he gets there during the Iron Bowl because I think he has a big game against Arkansas, and I think you know, how many carries do they want to give him against New Mexico State? I think he'll he'll go over 100 in that game. The question is, can he do enough against Arkansas and New Mexico State to finish around or just shy of 100 against Alabama yeah. and, and get to 1,000? Yeah, I, I think he gets there. Absolutely. All right. All right. I got several stats for this stat time about K.J. Jefferson, the Arkansas mm. quarterback who, I mean, his stuff's kind of all over the place, Brad. So I just kind of want to go line by line, and I want to get your reaction. Okay. To it. But first, mybookie.ag is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. Head over to their website right now, mybookie.ag. You can do it on your computer. You also can do it on your phone. They've got a really easy to use mobile uh, mobile website, which is so important in today's day and age because people want to bet on the go. No matter where you are, that's the beauty of mybookie.ag. Right now, Auburn is a three-point dog still, according to our friends mm -hmm. at MyBookie. So if you feel passionate about that one way or the other, head over to MyBookie.ag. And when you make that deposit, use promo code NEXTROUND, and you'll get a 50% deposit bonus up to like $1,000 free money. Are you kidding me? Don't know how MyBookie's staying in business, but they must be. They're just giving away money like it's candy on Halloween. I don't get it. But MyBookie.ag, uh, use that promo code NEXTROUND. KJ Jefferson, very, very good quarterback, Bradwell. Okay. Um, sure. He's been under pressure on 34% of his passes this season. Okay. So a third. Every one out of three times that he drops back to throw the ball, he's under pressure. Yeah. Yeah. He's been and sacked 36 times. That's that's a lot. Yeah. PFF says 37. I don't know where they found that 37th one, but regardless, it's a lot. It's a lot. 13 of those sacks have come from when the defense was not blitzing. Okay. So line, lining up and getting line, Yeah, that's isn't it interesting? Because what that tells me, just logically, is that Arkansas is a bad O line. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think, offensive, I, should, I, think I should tell you that. Yeah. Just, you know, elementary football, right? One, two, three, right. ABC. Yeah. Um, isn't it odd that Sam Pittman has a bad offensive line? How often do we run into these teams who have head coaches that are from a very specific background and the area of their background does not appear to be a team strength? We heard it talking about Gus and some of the offensive struggles in the late 2010s. Right. Heard, you know, Brent Venable's defenses at, at Oklahoma haven't been dynamite as he tries to get his foundation there and Sam Pittman the offensive line coach his whole career has a bad offensive line well I said this earlier in the week how many more sacks would would KJ Jefferson have under his belt if he was 6'2 220 I mean if he wasn't just a mountain of a guy who's hard to bring down yeah. he would have been sacked 45 times probably this year yeah, it'd be it'd be astronomical, right? And still, I mean, that's why Arkansas's offensive numbers are so bad for the yeah. season is be, is because of that. Well, sacks yeah. are drive killers. I, I think you know whether it's the NFL or college, any drive 
that features a sack is like statistically 80% less likely to result in points. Yeah. So and they've so given big. up a lot of them. Yeah. It's not quite a turnover, but it's a probable force punt. Either if it's on yeah. third down, obviously it's huge. And if it's on an early down, it allows your defense to say, okay, they're probably passing it. You yeah. know, you're able to play things a little bit better. So he's thrown eight picks this season. Five of them were when he was not under pressure. Five of his eight picks this year hmm. when he had a clean pocket. You know, and he's completing 67% of his passes, just about, you know, in that range. Yeah. For his career, he's around that, like 64, 68. So uh, it, it's interesting that he would have those issues. Now, he's played some good defensive backfields, and he will face another one in Auburn on Saturday. It has to make it, it's got to be another point of confidence for for Auburn fans to know that their secondary is a strength and to know that that many interceptions have come when he's not been under pressure. He's had the time. He just yeah. hasn't made the accurate throw. Yeah, and and his his number uh, he's an accurate passer. This isn't me trying to like nitpick KJ yeah. Jefferson, but they they've completed 62 passes behind the line of scrimmage this year and they've completed 55 of 73, so that's 75% uh 9 yards or, or fewer. And like that's the bulk of their passing is mm -hmm. like within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. So, you know, not all 60 plus percentage yeah. passers are the same. So, like that is worth that is worth noting. It is, I think. You're so, right. Yep. Of KJ Jefferson's 517 rushing yards, 471 of them are come from after contact. 471 yeah. of the 517 rushing yards come after he's been contacted i'm trying to think of another he's like it's insane yeah i i'm struggling to remember a quarterback that was that hard to get down once you got your arms around him because you watch guys every single week they i mean he wears them like a towel at the at the summertime pool like and and drags nice. them for a few yards he just they're they're around his waist Mm -hmm. And he does not go down. His his amazing balance and ability to stay vertical. Um, I, are you a big yeah. towel around the waist guy? Yeah, oh yeah, you are. Okay. What what are you? Are you not a towel around the waist guy? What do you do? Uh, no, I dry off. I just kind of probably drape it over my shoulders. You're a shoulder draper. Okay. I think so. Right. I think so. If I'm trying to sit on something that needs to stay dry, obviously I'll yeah. I'll do that. But yeah. like Hulk Hogan and the feather boa in his late days, you just throw it around the shoulders and. Go sure. with it. Sure, Brad. Sure. <laughs> of KJ Jefferson's 517 rushing yards, 206 are from quarterback scrambles. Okay. So not design runs, but right. yeah, but scrambles. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely a guy you rush to contain. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, you, you can't over pursue. Big game for a Keldrick Falk and a Jalen McLeod and those guys up, up front. Um, win the middle. But contain on the outside. I, I just against this offensive line. I think Auburn has a great chance to do that. And um, when you're getting push up the middle, like Marcus Harris has consistently this year, your guys on those edges must stay at home uh, with with KJ because he's going to look to scramble. And he's so good at stepping up through the pocket, mm -hmm. not necessarily running around. Like it's kind of what you think when you think about mobile quarterbacks, or yeah. you know, like. When Robbie scrambles, like he typically goes to the outside, which a lot of mobile quarterbacks do, KJ's going to step up 
if it's not there, then he's going to go. And so this is a huge, we've talked about the improvement of Auburn's linebackers. This is your game, Larry mm -hmm. Nixon, Eugene Asante, Cam Riley. And this is like, y'all yeah. got to take care of business and make sure, you know, he's going to fall forward consistently. So that's yeah. like two yards every time he does that right there. But yeah, you just got to limit it. You got to limit it and just take it and and execute on third down. So, all right, those are, uh, that's my stat time for the week. That's a really good stat time. Um, Got to tell you about our friends at lanceslock.com. If you need plays, whether it's college football or the NFL or the NBA, which is underway in its regular season now, there are a couple of weeks deep in that, uh, you can sign up for monthly packages or annual packages. If you say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get in this thing and be serious and go all year long, then get a little help from your friends and ours at lanceslock.com. That's lanceslock.com. Auburn basketball is uh, it's back, Brad. And I know um, I did a post-game show, and, and a lot of people tuned in and were upset. They were <laughs> upset. And I get it. Auburn lost, and you certainly yeah. probably shouldn't feel like it when you have a nine-point lead. Like that. That's not good. That's not yeah. great. But, man, it's really hard to not be excited about yeah. what this team could possibly do. I mean, a ton of new faces. This is their first time playing together. And, like, as soon as Aiden Holloway made that first bucket and got fouled and executed on a four-point play, it's like, okay, we found one. Yeah. We found a star point guard. We know what Bruce Pearl can do when they've got really good point guard play, and I, I think uh, I think Aiden can get us there. I mean, that to me, the biggest takeaway is Aiden Holloway and Denver Jones are the closest thing that we've seen to Jared Harper and Bryce Brown yeah. since, since they've been here. And Bryce even tweeted about the game last night and, and said that they've got a really good combination of scorers, slashers, defenders, shot blockers. They a lot of the guys who have played at, at the high, you know, high level in college yeah. with the within this program and know this coaching staff really like what they saw last night, even in a loss. It's not we have to say this every year. It's not college football. One loss doesn't derail your season. I love that BP was mad last night. He was not happy at all. Andy was trying to be like professional with him on the postgame show and <laughs> he just didn't want to have it. Like he gave him some attitude about it because you want to win. You're at the point now you're Auburn basketball. Yeah. Competing in these games is not enough. You play Baylor to beat Baylor. Right. Period. Hey, you, you don't go to South Dakota just to go to South Dakota. No. I can't imagine there's a whole lot in Sioux Falls. It's not just a tourist uh, opportunity for your players that they've dreamed about for four months, like like Spain or Italy or any, or, or Israel. Right. You, uh, you go to Sioux. Wasn't David Letterman's home office of the top ten in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for a while? Why am I asking you? You don't know. You know I don't know that. You, pop I culture? Know you know. Why would I know anything about pop culture? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I live under a rock. <laughs> Especially if it's like 20 years ago or, or 25. Uh, that's but right. yeah, I, I do like what I saw. I love that they only took six threes in the first half. Only 20% of the shots they took in the first half were from three. How many times have we talked about a an Auburn team living by the three and dying by the three? And they didn't have to do that uh, yesterday. Holloway took a fourth of their shots. He was six of 15. He took 15 of Auburn's 63 shots. But let me ask you, will you take 40% shooting overall, 50% from three from the guy who took the most threes on the team, and will you take six assists from your true freshman point guard? Yeah, I'll take it. 
I will absolutely take that. I'll take it. And if I think, Auburn plays like they did last night against yeah. most teams in the conference, they they win. Yeah. Aren't a really solid chance to, you know, with the last possession. Yeah. Completely agree. There's uh, still got a still got a little ways to go defensively. Baylor scored 88 points. Baylor's going to score 88 on a lot of people. That's but but that is something that that Auburn will all these new guys, right? We talked about it with football with the receivers mm-hmm. and with the quarterback and the line. Takes a little bit. Well, the the football offense with Hugh Freeze is kind of like a Bruce Pearl defensive system. You got to learn the where's and the why's and and some of the theory behind it. And you will do that as the year goes on. A, a couple of months of practice in the summer and fall is just not enough to get it at game speed. And they will. I'm I am. I'm very I am both disappointed that they lost the game because you play Baylor to beat Baylor, not to look good. You play them to beat them. Right. And you didn't do that. Um, but I'm also really fired up about what this team's gonna do throughout this season if it plays like that the rest of the way, or what is more likely improves from that performance. Yeah, they play Friday against Southeastern Louisiana. And it was a directional Louisiana school. Yeah. So so you had the Tigers uh, and Bears last yeah. night, and you get the Lions Friday. Lions and Tigers and Bears. I know what movie that's from. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one. I have seen The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Good. Are you sure? Hey, was that was it a dreadful experience for you? Like, was it was it painful to watch because the quality of the film was so bad back then? When I was a when I was little, I was obsessed with the Wizard of Oz, apparently. So much so that everyone in my family like became a character and like we referred to them as that. And for some reason, my, my grandmother was Dorothy. We always just called her Dorothy while I was in this Wizard of Oz phase. Uh-huh. And for some reason, her name just stuck. So I called her Dorothy every day until until she passed away. So yep, yep. Big That's- Wizard of Oz family, uh, the Blackerbees, for whatever reason. That is tremendous. I'm so glad to know that. So next time you disagree with, well, who were you? Which character were you? Yes. The best I'm, character. The best character? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start with. But comment below. Who's the best character in the Wizard of yeah. Oz? Well, pa- pause the video for a second. All right. The Tin Man. Oh, man. Okay. So the Tin Man was the best guy. All right. I can see that. I can see. So you did the whole silk. Like, did you put aluminum foil all over how did you dress up as the tin man? yeah then uh i had a little my my dad gave me like a gas can to yeah. like because you had to like oil them up or whatever sure yep. i yep. love that all right you so go. you're not like next time we disagree you're not gonna be like put them up put them up or anything like that no no uh, i don't think so i don't <laughs> think so brad weird way to finish a show but i think that's uh i think that's all we got for this one. oh mercifully that is it uh thanks everybody for watching remember until next time everyone has vices we're gonna maybe get yours, fired maybe yours is the wizard of oz everyone has vices uh make sure village vice is one of yours <laughs>